Because the music stopped, Naomi, you have to stop praising. We only praise when the music going, that means we come to be entertained, we're not coming to worship. But if God has did anything in your life, that means you can praise him when there's no music. You can shout and dance when there's no music because you praising and you worshiping because of what he have done and who he is and you give him glory and you don't need no music to get you excited. You just think about your life and how he has impacted your life. You may not be what you want to be, but thank God you ain't what you used to be. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He is an awesome God. Thank you for being a bread of life. Thank you, choir, so much for ushering us into the presence of God. Thank you so much. Father God, I need you. Have your way in this place that this word may change and peel the layers back of our brokenness. That we may walk away from this table that you have set before us full with your word, Lord God that our lives may be impacted by your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. With your Bibles and your electronic devices in your hand, please turn to Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27 and 28, I'll be reading from. You have it, say amen. amen. And it says, and, it's, and as it is appointed for man to die once, but after this, the judgment. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many, to those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. On this morning, I had already had a message laid out as God has given me the text and the theme in the series for this month to preach on relationships. And today was supposed to be the start of that series, which I was going to be preaching on marriage. But the Holy Spirit had directed me a different way for today. And today I want to speak to you from the topic, the appointments of man. The appointments of man. On Sunday, January 26, 2020, the entire world was devastated by the hearing of the tragic news of the death of Kobe Bryant and eight other people. As I tuned in and listened to former NBA players, listened to ESPN, listened to CNN and NBC News and, and ABC News, there are some things that I continue to hear over and over 
in different forms about Kobe Bryant. And those, th those words that I were hearing that people was calling him immortal. People were saying that Kobe Bryant, one, one NBA player uh, said, I grew up watching Kobe Bryant and, and to me he was immoral. He, 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 he wasn't supposed to die. To me he cannot die because he's Kobe Bryant. And, and I thought about this and, and as the week went on and, and God continued to, to cause me to hear this same saying that he was immortal from the, the newscasters to the, the coaches to the commentators to other NBA players and, 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 and I just had to say something about this. I just had to, 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 the spirit just led me and said you have to deal with this. You have to address this because the whole world was shocked at the death of Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant's death didn't only hit the United States, it hit China, it hit uh, Brazil, it hit all over the world. And, and you've seen on, on CNN News that everybody was affected by the death of Kobe Bryant. This death uh, uh, affected everybody and, and all I am keep hearing out the mouths of people that he was immortal. And it's all because he done some some great things on, on the court. He, he, he does some supernatural things on the court. Like when he scored 81 points in the game. Or when the time when he uh, lit the Knicks up for 61 points in Madison Square Gardens. Or the time when, when he scored uh, over 50 points in uh, a, a game in 25 games in his career. Or the time when he appeared in an all-star game out of 20 years, he appeared in an all-star game 18 times. Or the, or the time when he won five championships. They, they, they said because of his work on the court, they called him immortal. They, they believed that he, he, he could never die because of the supernatural things he'd done on the court. But here in the scripture, the scripture give us three appointments that every man will face. It gives us three appointments that, that every man, doesn't matter if you're a woman or, or a man or, or black or white or, or a good sports player, a good athlete, or you're a journalist or a lawyer or a trash man or a doctor or a preacher or a son or a daughter or a husband, a wife, or uncle, or aunt, it doesn't matter. We got three appointments for every man. Doesn't matter what field you're in. It's three appointments, the scripture says, and these appointments that are set here in the scripture are set by God. First appointment we see here in the scripture found in verse number 28a. We see the appointment, man's appointment with death. Look what it say. It says man's appointment with death. Verse 27a says, and as it is appointed for man to die once. This is the first appointment we see. This is the first out of, out of three appointments we see here in the text. The scripture says that we are appointed to die. All mankind is appointed to die once. Every one of us, every one of us have an appointment with death. Every, every one of us. Death doesn't care how old you are. It was, it was three young kids on that plane who, who died as well. And they say Kobe Bryant had so much years to live and so many things to do because he was only four. Death doesn't care. We all have an appointment with death. Death, death doesn't care. Death doesn't care how old you are. Death doesn't care how young you are. 
Death doesn't care what color you are. Death doesn't care how much money you have. Death doesn't care if you're living right. Death doesn't care if you're, losing, if you're uh, living wrong. Death does not care. We all have an appointment with death. He says, he says that we all, every one of us, have an appointment. Watch this. And, 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 and one thing about this appointment, because this appointment is set by God. In the annals of time, God has set an appointment for every one of our lives. God already knows when our life is going to end, whether we're doing good or bad. This appointment is set by God. But watch this. This appointment are not like other appointments. See, because we can make our own appointments and we can cancel them. I know you all had some doctor's appointments that you'd cancel because something else came up. So you called that before 24 hours, before you get charged at that extra fee at the doctor's office, and you cancel that appointment. And then also, it's appointments that we made that we can postpone. Say, you, like if you got a nail appointment or a hair appointment or you're going to the barber shop, you call and say, hey, look, I'm running a little bit late for traffic. Can you give me about 15 more minutes or 20 more minutes? There are some appointments that we can postpone, but there are also some appointments that we can cancel. You know, we just ain't going to. We just woke up this morning. I had an appointment, and it's not really that appointment that, that important to me, so I, I'm just going to cancel that appointment. But this appointment here, this appointment that God has, has set, this appointment with death, you can't postpone it. You can't skip it. You can't cancel it. It's going to happen when God says it's going to happen and every one of us is appointed to death. Says, he says that we all, we all appointed to death and we can't skip it. We can't postpone it. We, we can't even, make, uh, uh, we can't even uh, cancel it. We can't, we can't uh, ignore it. We all have this appointment with death. Now watch this. He said, but we all have an appointment to die once. See, that's, that's interesting right there because in Bible study, we learned that there are three types of death that the Bible talks about. There, 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 there are three types of death that, that the Bible talks about. The, the first one is called spiritual deaths. And spiritual deaths is found in Isaiah chapter uh, 5 verse 9 and also in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. And spiritual death happened because of the sin of Adam and Eve. Every one of us, all mankind was, was, was spiritually dead because of the disobedience of Adam and Eve. Every one of us are spiritually dead. Every one of us was born into sin and shaped into iniquity. As scripture says, we all going to experience this death. And a spiritual death, we all were born into it. And spiritual death, meaning we have no connection with God, we have no fellowship with God, and we have no relationship with God because of the sin of Adam and Eve. So when we were born into sin of a man and woman, when we came into this world, we came separated from God, meaning that we were totally depraved. We were totally deprived. We had no fellowship with God, no relationship with God, and we had no union with God because of sin. That's the spiritual death. But also it talks about another death. The Bible talks about the physical death. The physical death. This physical death is found in, physical death is found in Genesis uh, chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3 talks about this, this, this physical death where, where when, God, when Adam and Eve sinned and God says, if you eat from the tree of, 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 of knowledge of good and evil, you will die. This, this physical death, this physical death come and, and, and you see in Genesis, uh, uh, as you read on through chapter 3 through chapter 4, you start to see people die. 
Abel got killed by his brother Cain. Other relatives and descendants start to die. And he says that physically we're going to die. The Bible talks about a physical death. Is a, is a separation from the immaterial, from the immaterial, away from the material, which means the spiritual soul, your spirit and your soul will leave the body and be separated. Every one of us are appointed to die physically. But also the Bibles not only talk about the spiritual death and the physical death, it's talk about the eternal death. Eternal death is found in Revelation. In Revelation, it talks about when you go to hell. When you totally separated from God and you die eternally, that means you're going to spend your eternal life in hell, dead, with a glorified body that you may go there and reap the consequences of your sin. He says the Bible talk about three, but here in this text, when he said one is appointed to die, he's talking about the physical death. He said every one of us will die. Every one of us have a timeline in God's annual time on death. But watch this, because people believe or walk around like they're never going to die. Mm -mm -mm. That's some good stuff right there. People walk around and believe like they're never going to die. Watch this, I'm, I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to prove it to you. You're saying, how do people walk around and everybody know you're going to die? No, they don't, because you you walking around here and you don't even have life insurance. You, you walk around here, you don't, you don't even have life insurance, and you know you're going to die. That showed me that you don't believe you're going to die. See, 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 because I got a thing. A, a funeral costs $20,000. If you want to be cremated, it costs $10,000. So you telling me if you don't have insurance, you just want to be put away. If you want to be put away nice, you better leave some money for us. You better let us know and, and leave a bag for us so we can put you away nice. Because if you don't have a bag, guess what? You're just going to be put away. You're just going to be dead anyway and put away. He says, look, if people still walk around here and act like they ain't going to die. This is amazing. It's amazing to me. And death centers are posted every day. Every day death centers are posted. Watch this. I know y'all solidified and y'all fancy and stuff. And, and y'all don't have tubs no more in your house. Y'all have walk-in showers. And the whole bathroom is a shower with five and six different shower heads. And y'all don't sit in the bath no more. But if you run some bath water and you sit in that bath water and you wash up, when you get up, that ring around the tub is death. That, that's death. That, that's a postcard letting you know that you're dying. That's what it is. Remember when you used to have all your hair? Remember you can go to the barber shop and get a shape up in the temple table and now you can't do nothing but rock a bald head or your hairline way back here? That's a postcard of death. Watch this. Death is on its way. We always get postcards. Remember you can use the can see everything. You can see from here to there, and now you need spectacles, and you too embarrassed to put them on in front of the congregation. But that's a death. That's a posted. A death is on its way. Young people, just keep on living. You're going to get there. Remember, you used to jump right out of bed. Sooner you get out of bed, you matter of fact, you jump out of bed so quick the sheets don't even mess up. You on the floor, and you brush your teeth, wash your face, and out the house, and now it take you two hours to get out the house. It take you an hour and five minutes just to get out the bed. You got to get on, get up, lay, you laying on a bed like this, then you got to get up and sit up, let your blood pressure rise up, and so you can get together so you won't be dizzy when you stand up, then you got to stand up and say, oh no, I ain't ready, I need to sit back down, and you sit back down, you get up, that's just another poster a death is on the way, he says that every one of us gonna die once said every one of us that's appointment that we have, every one of us is going to die. And it doesn't matter if you're healthy. 
It doesn't matter if you eat salad with no salad dressing. It doesn't matter if you take the skin off the chicken. It doesn't matter if you're a pescatarian or, or vegan or uh, 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 the other one. It doesn't matter. We all are going to die because God has set in the annals of time that time we all going to die. So that's, that's, that's appointment. That's appointment. Second, second appointment we see found right here in the text, verse 27b. Verse 27b in chapter 9 of Hebrews, 27b, he says the second appointment is that, but after this is, is judgment. He said the second appointment that man has, watch this. He said the second appointment man has, man has the appointment with judgment. Every one of us have an appointment with judgment. Now watch this. He said after death is, is not a holding place. It's not purgatory. After death comes judgment. After death, watch this, we all are going to be evaluated by Jesus Christ. We all going to stand before God, stand before Christ, and be evaluated for what we have done here on earth. He said that we're going we're gonna to experience judgment. We're all going to be evaluated and experience judgment. Watch this. Every one of us will be judged. Watch this. Every, everyone, this is an appointment that, that we can't skip. This is an appointment that we can't lie about. We, can, we can't go in there when we stand before God and say, God, I, I don't think that was me. God know who it is because he's everywhere at the same time. Even when you're in your dark room doing what you're not supposed to be doing, but you're doing it anyway, and no man can see you, God says, I see the heart. I know what's in you. I know the wickedness that is in man, and I know the sin you have done, and you will stand before Jesus Christ as judge for your sin. He says, look, 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 that we have appointment with judgment. Well, watch this. It says this, this, this appointment, you can't skip, you can't go around, you can't miss. But watch this. There are three, there are two different type of judgments in the scripture. There's two judgments. Because I, 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 I'm, I'm thinking, I see, I see God just tweeted me. Because y'all think, y'all think that everybody's just going to be lined up in one line and Jesus is just going to be sitting up there and say, oh, yeah, you, you good. You go back there. Uh, you go down there. Okay, you go up there. No, it ain't going to be like that. Every one of us going to stand before Christ individually on our own with the record that we have done here on earth before him. And it ain't like he, he need to be reminded what we've done because he sees it all and remember it all. But it's this judgment. It's two types of judgment. The first judgment, the first judgment, watch this. The first judgment we're going to look at is the judgment for believers. This judgment is found in 2 Corinthians 5.10. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians 5.10. 2 Corinthians 5.10, keep your, your finger in Hebrews. And this judgment is for believers. 2 Corinthians, not 2 Corinthians. It's 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 10. It says that... For we must appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So let me break that down. So this is called the beamer seat judgment. The beamer seat, which is B-E-M-A, the beamer seat judgment. And this judgment is only for believers. No unbelievers will be at this judgment. This is not a judgment for unbelievers. This is a judgment for believers. This is not a judgment, watch this, this is not a judgment for your sin. 
because your sin was eradicated when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. When you place your faith in him, your sin was washed away. So you're not being judged for your sin or your moral sin or your moral issues. Basically, what you've been, what you've been judged for is see what reward you're going to get. Okay, so all of us who believe, all of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we stand before him, which is the, the demon seat. We'll stand before Jesus Christ. Watch this. We'll stand before him and we'll be judged for our rewards according to what we did here on earth when we was a Christian. When we, when we was a Christian, when we was a Christian. So what happened? We're going to stand before Christ. And, and the scripture says, let me, let me give you the scripture, let me give you the scripture. Um, the scripture in, in Revelation chapter 4, verse 10 through 11, you can write it down, we don't got to look at it. But Revelation chapter 4, uh, uh, verse 10 and 11 says that the believer is going to cast a crown before the feet of Jesus and worship him. Watch this. So every one of us who believe in Jesus Christ, who placed a faith in Jesus Christ, accepted him as Lord and Savior, will receive a crown. Every one of us. And in that crown will be jewels set in the crown that we can give to him when we get to heaven and worship him. As king, we've given our crown to him in a form of worship. So every one of us will get jewels placed, jewels placed in our crown. Now watch this. The jewels is the reward that we will receive. And the, the jewels will come in, uh, on, according to how you live your life as a Christian. <laughs> God said, watch him. God says that now since you're a Christian, what are you doing with your life? Or, or are you in the church or outside the church? Well, now that you're a Christian, what are you doing? Are you serving in ministry? Are you giving your tithes and offering? Are you loving people? Are you serving people? Are you serving God just to be seen or are you serving God just to serve him? How's your worship? Is your worship true or genuine? Are you running around church just so you can get seen or are you running around church because God been so good to you? He says that I'm going to see your worship and every time we worship God in spirit and truth, we will receive a reward in our crown to cast before the king. I'm just so excited that I'm going to see him face to face and I can worship him and cast my crown before him. Watch this because I know I've been doing some good things for the Lord because I know my motives is right. I know my worship is right. I know my lifestyle is right. Yeah, I ain't got it all together but I'm doing some great things for God. Not to pat myself on the back but God been too good to me not to do some good. I just want to serve him. I just want to live for him. I just want to worship him. I want to thank him. I want to give him all the glory so I can get a lot of crowns in my jewel, in my crown, a lot of jewels in my crown that I may cast it before his feet. So this worship, watch this, this worship, this, this, this judgment seat, the beamer seat is for believers. So we're going to cast our crown. Now watch this. And you're going to get rewards. You're going to get jewels put in your crown that you may cast it before. So some of you all crown when you cast it, that's how it's going to sound. Because you ain't doing nothing. You saved, you got your ticket in your hand, you going to heaven and you happy. You ain't serving in the church, you ain't living for God, but you saved. You, you, you ain't coming to Bible, it's done nothing, all that stuff. And not for works, but just because you love them. Watch this, so your crown ain't going to say nothing. But some of us who really got a love for God, really on fire for God, when we lay down our crown for him, when we go and worship, we're going to be like, man, what a, what a thing. Some of, some of y'all worship, some of y'all crown going to do like this. And the other one's going to be like this. God, boy, because they did great work for God. And he says that we all going to be judged. 
small and great, everybody, according to how you live as a Christian. So that's the behemacy. That's the behemacy. But then there's another judgment. There's another judgment, and this judgment is for unbelievers. And we find this judgment, watch this, we find this judgment in Revelation. So this judgment right here is found in Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 through 15. Turn to Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 and 15. Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 and 15. And so it says, watch this, this for unbelief. Chapter 20, verse 11 through 15. Then I saw a great white throne. Now this is called a great white throne judgment. This is a judgment for all unbelievers. Everyone who is an unbeliever who have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior would appear at this judgment. Okay? End of Israel. This is what's going to happen. So the great white throne judgment and him who sits on it, that's Jesus Christ, from whose the face of the earth, the heavens, Flew, flew away, and there was found no place for them. And they saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. Now, the book of life is the Lamb book of life. That means if your name in the Lamb book of life, that means you're going to heaven. So you won't be here. So Jesus got that book there, but he also got another book. He got an, and there the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up its dead who were in it, and death and Haiti delivered up their dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his work. Look, so every unbeliever, whether you died a long time ago, whether you got cremated and they threw your body in the sea, everyone who's an unbeliever will face judgment. And they will stand before Christ to be judged for their works because they rejected Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior here on earth and continue to sin. That's why Romans 6.23 say the wages of sin is death. They will be eternally separated from the life and the fellowship of God. They will go straight to hell, do not pass go, and then they will go in the lake of fire and they will spend eternity in there where the scripture says they'll be well and, and, and chattering the teeth and worms eating your body. Said, this is the death that you will experience for not accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And this appointment you cannot get rid of. This appointment was set by God. And this appointment, you can't cancel it. You can't postpone it. You can't reschedule it. Every one of us will stand before God in judgment. Whether you are Christian or non-Christian. What judgment seat you want to be in front of? Today you have a chance. You want to be in front of the beamer seat? of Christ, will you, will you go to heaven or you want to be in front of the great white throne judgment? Will you be cast into hell in the lake of fire? It's your choice, but you got to make the decision while you're here on earth. So he says that's the appointment. This appointment that every man will face. And guess what? I don't care how good you are at work. I don't care if you fix all the computers in the world. I don't care if you teach all the babies in the world. I don't care if you lock up everybody in the world. I don't care if you counsel everybody in the world. I don't care if you read your Bible every day. If you don't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your final resting place is the lake of fire, and you will stand before the great white throne judgment. Every one of us has this appointment. But the scripture don't leave us there. It tells us of the third appointment that God has set up. God has set up the appointment that man should die. 
set up another appointment, the, the appointment of judgment. And the third appointment is the appointment of salvation. Look at this. It's found in verse 28. Verse 28, look what verse 28 says. Verse 28, Hebrews, we're back in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28. It says, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time again from sin for salvation. Watch this. This, this, this is good here. Look, look, look. So Christ was offered once. Now watch this. I got to teach this because in the Old Testament, if, you, if you're familiar with the Old Testament, what would happen is that they had high priests. So the high priest was the only ones permitted to go in the Holy of Holies. The Holies of Holies was in the presence of God. So they would have to take you, when you sin, you would have to bring your offering, your sacrifice, which a lamb, bull, a goat, or turtle dove, you would have to bring it to the priest and give it to the priest that he may go in the holies of holies before God and slain the animal on the altar to offer it up for, the, for your sins to be covered. So what happened in the Old Testament, if this was your sin, the priest would go in and he would slain the animal, whatever you gave, and it had to be a good animal. It had to be the firstborn. It had to be healthy. You just couldn't come up and give a, 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 a lamb that had a broken leg and was maimed and lice and all that stuff. You had to give your best. That's why in your tithes and offering, you got to give your best. You just can't get, keep giving God that dollar all the time. You got to give your best because he gave his best. By the way, that's another side note. But anyway, so now, so you come in the Old Testament, and what happens is that he, when you go in and you give your, your offering to the priest, the priest will go on your behalf before God, and he will offer up the sacrifice that you gave for your sin. So when he offer up the, 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 the animal that you gave, what will happen is the blood of the animal to God will will cover your sin. So then they will take, uh, uh, they will take uh, something and wrap on an animal and send them out the city, and that was the, 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 the sin in the way of your sin, and your sin was now covered. But Jesus Christ came as the lamb, as the sacrificial lamb, the one whose blood was, was, was required of God, the one God said, this is the blood I need to not cover your sins, but when he died, he washed away your sins, meaning your sins were thrown in a sea of forgiveness and there no more sin, no more. So now you will not be charged for the sins that you have committed. That's why as Christians, we can't afford to walk around with our head down and sad because of the sins that we have committed because God said, I set you free from them sins. I had already washed Wash them sins away. You ain't got to worry about them sins you did yesterday. You did last year. Or you did year before last. Or the sin you even did this morning. God says, because you are a Christian, I didn't wash all your sins away. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. So look, God washes our sin away. So he sends the, the um, Jesus Christ come as a sacrificial lamb to wash our sins away. It's just like at a basketball game. Okay? At a basketball game, what happened? When a, when, when, a, when a player fall on the floor, it's a young man called the towel boy or the, or the, or the sweat picker-upper, whatever they want to call it. So what happened, when they fall on the floor, sweat get on the floor. So the purpose of the young man or the young girl, young lady, is to go wipe up the sweat off the floor. And usually they get down on their knees. I don't want to get down on my knees because I may bust this little tight suit my wife made me wear. <laughs> So, so, so he said, but they get down, baby, it fit, it fit, it's good, it's good. So, 
I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, anyway, so they wipe up the sweat. Watch this, because the player had fallen. The player had fallen, so they wipe up the sweat. And the reason why they wipe up the sweat, because the player is already back down there. So when they come back, a player won't fall on the same situation he fell on a long time ago. So he wipe up the sweat so he won't fall in the same sin that he already fell in. Jesus Christ came as a sacrificial lamb to wipe up your sin. So when you walk back in that sin, you won't fall again in the same sin. And he said that you have an appointment with salvation, that Jesus Christ died once. I'm so glad in April of 2000, me and my wife had an appointment with salvation at Kettering Baptist Church. And we came down the aisle to surrender our life to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior today. Today, if you don't know him, you have an appointment with salvation. He died for you. It doesn't matter if you think you're worthy of it or you don't. Guess what? He died for your sins. He died when you were good. He died when you were bad. And you have an appointment with salvation. Now, now watch this. Watch this. The thing about this appointment, the thing about this appointment, unlike the other two appointments, is that you can postpone it. You can say, God, I hear you speaking to me, but I don't want that appointment today. I'm embarrassed. I got my family with me. I don't want to go up there. People are all in my business. I don't want them to know I ain't saved. I've been in church preaching a deacon, drumming, and on the keyboard and, and ushering. And, and I, I've been in church a long time, and I don't, I don't want people to know that I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord. So this appointment, you can postpone. This appointment, you can, you can even say, look, God, you can reject it. I don't, I don't want that appointment. I ain't ready yet. God, I, I still got some living to do. I, I got some more party up in me. I got, some, I got to get some more Ciroc and some Henny up in me, Molly's and, and Percocet and all that other stuff. In me. I need, God, I need that NyQuil, everything. I need all of it right now, and I'm not ready for that. So you, you, can, you can ignore and postpone this, 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 this appointment, but God has it set for you. And today, what you going to do? Are you going to accept the appointment that God has for you in salvation? Are you going to trust in his son that he died for you, and he died once? And for all, why did he die once and for all and for all the sins of the world? Because his blood was righteous enough to fulfill the requirements of God. That's why he wasn't a lamb, he wasn't a bull, and none of that stuff. He died because his blood was righteous. He lived 33 years without sin, and his blood set us free from eternal condemnation. I don't know about you, but today you have an appointment with salvation. What's your response going to be? Are you going to reject this appointment? Or you're going to accept it. If you reject it, it's a possibility that on February 2nd, 2020, when you walk out the church, you will breathe your last breath here on earth. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter how young you are. Doesn't matter if your heart beating right, right now. But God has a set time. And this time with salvation is set for you. Will you accept the appointment or will you reject it? If you do reject it, you understand. If you die today, you are going to hell. No if and buts about it. But if you accept it and you die today, you will go to heaven. Absent from the body is present with the Lord. When Kobe Bryant got on that helicopter, he talked to so many people. They got text messages. When he got on there with his young daughter, 
13 years old. And the other young kids, 13 year old, and other families. Eight other people. They never thought that February, that they never thought that January the 26th would be their last day. They never thought that their appointment with death was set. But today, I set before you the three appointments of man. The appointment of death, the appointments of the judgment, and the appointments of salvation. Will you choose Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior that when you die, you will stand at the beamer seat of Christ and he'll say, well done, my faith, my good and faithful servant. Amen? Amen. Amen. As you stand on your feet. Thank you.